Hi, I'm Andrew, an entrepreneur and a computer science student. Hi, I'm Raveen, a psychology major student. And you're now listening to the Ink Thoughts Podcast, where we ponder and talk about incongruous thoughts ranging from our daily life to the human mind. In the previous episode, we invited Karen onto our podcast and talked about her journey of being a clinical psychologist, a taekwondo instructor, and creating a social storybook with her friends. In this episode, we shall dive deeper into talking about mindfulness and the whole mental health industry in general. Hope you guys enjoy. Do you think it's like, isn't it harder for you to like unwire what they have been thinking? Like I have ADHD, I have PDS and everything. Then tell them, no, you just have depression. Correct, correct, correct. So some... You, with psychoeducation, you know, they, they can, you know, but mm-hmm. some, they're still convinced otherwise because they read more mm-hmm. online, mm-hmm. you know, so then it makes the treatment process a little bit harder. Yeah. So you have to struggle with them with, with this first, right? To convince them that, oh, yeah. it's this, let's focus on this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have you ever heard any of your clients saying like, no, you, you don't know about me, you're not a good psychologist, something like this. Okay, I have never faced anything so confronting before, uh. but um, I have uh, clients who maybe they want to seek a second opinion, which I fully mm. um, support. So, mm. you know, I will just explain to them about my impression, mm. because at the end mm. of the day, you don't spend as much time with them you know, you spend maybe an hour a week or, you know, two hours a week at the most. But they they themselves know themselves best, right? So so I would share with them my impression based on what they have shared with me. So the symptoms or whatever, background history. And I would share with them why I think it's this way and what can we do about it if it's like this. Okay, and why I think is this diagnosis. So then I would encourage them to bring my opinion or my impression to their psychiatrist and get a second opinion, get another, get a diagnosis from them as well. Yeah. So I yeah, find that I normally think, that's I think, I, mm-hmm. I think I quite like how, how you actually see this thing. Like, yeah, because sometimes even though we know that, yeah, I, it's not my problem, but I, we might still <laughs> take it quite personally, like when people just don't trust me or something. Yeah. Correct, correct. Of course, of course, it has to be delivered with the utmost sensitivity and care and empathy, mm. you know. Yeah. You can't just outright tell the patient, no, you know, you don't have this. It's, it's, <laughs> you're wrong. Internet's wrong. You cannot lie like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I find that most understand, you know, if you, if you, put yourself kind of in their shoes to try to empathize in their in their struggles and difficulties, the diagnosis usually doesn't matter so much. You know? Mm-hmm. What they see is you get you hear me. Yeah. You hear that I'm struggling mm-hmm. and that's the most important part. Yeah, I think I think um, recently I've been um, attending a few kind of like career talk related to like um, professional psychology pathway. Then uh, I I heard about someone saying like um, uh, nowadays in the UK the, the clinical psychologists they 
um, usually the clinical psychologists and those assistants, they tend not to prefer, not, not like prefer, but um, if they have a choice between like formulation a whole case comparing to uh, having a very um, solid diagnosis, they prefer doing the formulation way mm. so that they take into account of everything instead of just, you know, uh, focusing on label. the symptom and yeah, like just right. so focused on that one single thing instead of taking account into uh, about their whole life and everything. Yeah, mm. I, I completely, completely believe in this approach as well. That's what I always tell my clients. Why is the diagnosis so important? Why is labeling this condition so important? The whole reason why we want to label it is to find a form of um, suitable form of treatment, right? To understand it, to find a form of treatment. So, so definitely, if it's not absolutely necessary, I usually don't um, formally give a diagnosis or assessment. But rather, I highlight what are the issues that contribute to their struggle. You know, perhaps mm-hmm. because you have a lot of unhelpful kind of thinking style, you know, or perhaps um, stress is a bit too much. Maybe we need to learn how to cope with it. Maybe we need to do some time management, problem solving. So we focus more on the maintaining factors of the problem, mm-hmm. you know, and to strengthen the protective factors, you know, the things that protect them and help them to build resilience. So mm-hmm. I would normally direct my clients towards this direction rather than to mm-hmm. be so fixated on what is the diagnosis, mm-hmm. what's wrong with me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think uh, most of the time people people tend to seek professional help because they want an answer. Oh. Yeah, so the diagnosis is the answer that they want. So they, they right. are fixated on that thing. Exactly, exactly. I definitely see a lot of clients like that. So I will ask them, what is the purpose? And sometimes they will tell me exactly this. I just want an answer. I want a sense of resolution. Okay, let's do it then. Okay, but Mm. after you find the answer, what next? Then I want to work Mm. on it. Okay, let me help you to find the answer. If it contributes to a sense of resolution, then actually it helps them to be more aware, more accepting and also perhaps more um, ready to make changes, right? Mm-hmm. To, to know that, okay, the issue is really that it's time for me to make some changes in my life. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what they mean by, you know, I need closure. I need to know. Yeah. So if it's helpful for you to know, I will help you. Yeah. So then we mm-hmm. will, but of course I will tell them also what is, um, what is uh, needed. Like perhaps we need to spend one or two sessions just doing some questionnaires, some assessment, you know, rather than diving straight into the treatment, we may need to spend some time to explore more mm-hmm. on this issue. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if they find that it's worth it, something that I need, of course, you know, at the end of the day, the ther- therapy is just a space to facilitate, right? And and if the client thinks that that's what they need, then we should help them to achieve that <laughs> also. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think sometimes um, I'm not quite sure about the UK one because I haven't really had like, direct uh, experience or interaction with any of these settings yet. But um, sometimes I, I think maybe people in Malaysia, um, I heard a few people talking about it before. Like uh. I, I think they kind of put the intervention thing and they expect it um, in a not, not a very correct way like maybe they went to 
three or four session, then they say, no, it's not help, helpful. <laughs> like, things haven't really started yet. <laughs> yeah, but you're expecting, you, you going to one session or two sessions would change your whole life. Correct. So this is what I mean by awareness, but not literate. <laughs> you know, like, I realize I need help, but I don't, I don't yeah. know what the help entails, you know, what, what work mm-hmm. we need to put in. So I think expectation mm-hmm. management is very important between the therapist mm-hmm. and the client. So in the first few sessions, important to clarify goals, important to, mm. you know, um, let them air whatever doubts that they might have, what expectations they have, you know, and, and to help them understand that and to get to where you are today, you know, it took you so many years. So what makes you think that, you know, with three hours, we can resolve, resolve it, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so m- most of the time, if this is very... Um, well communicated, then they won't feel this way. But of course, there are some that will still feel this way, but then again, you can only do so much. So, <laughs> yeah. at the end, it's still their, their health, their choice. Perhaps they can find some mode of therapy that can help three, four sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think, um, okay, I, I'm not quite sure currently in Malaysia how, how, mm. how do people view this, like, they, do they really confuse up like, mental health and mental illness? Like, sometimes mm. that, there's just time that maybe your mental health is not at the optimal level mm. because there's so much going through in your, in your life, but they mm. just think, oh no, I have, might have developed a mental illness and mm. I can't change it, change it back or anything like this. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I, I think this, this like confusion between these two terms, you know, it's there. Mental health and mental illness are increasingly used as if they mean the same thing, right? But they actually don't. You know, everyone has mental health, just like everyone has health. <laughs> yeah, but in the course of a lifetime, not everyone will experience a mental illness, you know, but everyone will struggle or have challenges with their mental well-being you know Mm. and and just like we sometimes also have challenges with our physical well-being you know when we talk about like our physical well-being you know sometimes we just have muscle aches you know we don't feel so well we wake up more lethargic you know and we have all these like ups and downs right so it's the same with your mental health you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a bit more challenging. Sometimes you find you are a bit more burnout. Sometimes you mm-hmm. find right. So that is mental health. But when we talk about mental illness, it's it's an illness like like having a physical illness, cancer, diabetes. You know, it's a it's a illness that affects how mental illness is something that affects how people think, how they behave, how they interact with others. Yeah, so there are many different types of mental illness and they have different symptoms that impact people's life in different ways. Yeah. Okay. So, is it different? Can, is it clear? Yeah, I guess this is a very good, yeah. um, a very good clarifi- clarification for, for many people. Ah. Yeah, so I think good mental health is not just about, you know, being happy or confident 100% of the time. Because just like your health, there are ups and downs. Yeah. And it's more about like living and coping well despite having problems. And it's entirely possible to have good mental health 
we even with the diagnosis of a mental illness because you know because mental illness like other health problems you know they are often episodic so meaning that there are times of episodes of ill health but there are also times and episodes of better and good health so with the right support and tools you know anyone can live well and and yeah and to find meaning contribute to their communities and also work towards their goals lah with whether you have mental illness yeah. <laughs> okay okay like i just thought of one one person quite kind of personal question <laughs> like um because uh, usually like when we talk about like self-care and thing we, we tend to um say you know um journaling meditation um are very helpful <laughs> this kind of stuff do you really do it yourself so i practice it hmm. very good question um <laughs> Okay, journaling I don't. <laughs> okay, so journaling I don't. Um, but I try to always um share with my clients things that work for me. So, mm-hmm. so what I practice for self care is more of um soothing my senses, like mm-hmm. you know how we say grounding with five senses. So mm-hmm. this is like soothing with five senses. So maybe I always try to look at things that I like to see or I likes. Like pleasant scents that I like to smell. I listen mm. to music that I really enjoy, you know, and and I, in sense of touch, I will go for massage maybe mm-hmm. once a month. You know, I give myself this kind of luxury, and then uh, sense of taste maybe you know cook healthy, wholesome, and really yummy food. Mm. So mm-hmm. that is something I always tell my patients to do and that is something I practice as a form of self-care and meditation I don't do but mindfulness I find helpful so I sometimes try that yeah whenever I feel very overwhelmed then I try yeah I think this has been especially so since I started doing clinical psychology because I don't want to share something that I don't believe in so whatever that I study, I try to practice. And then mm. if it works for me, you know, I believe in it, then I share. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What do you guys do for self-care? What do you guys do for self-care? Uh, personally, I do, I do do journaling, uh, but, nice. but uh, I try to do it daily. I, cause I do find it. It's, uh, it's very helpful, especially like like when you say you're uh, when overwhelmed. It's very good to just write down your thoughts and something like that, and then it just like clears up your mind, and then it gives you a a clearer guidance on what what you're actually thinking, what you're actually worrying about, yeah, something like that. But uh, I I used to do meditation uh, on a daily basis where I just sit there and then, but then uh, after I came to the UK, I think. Uh, yeah, s- studying was quite overwhelming for me, so I, I kind of stopped doing it. But I think I'm 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 going back for it. But I I'm now looking for more of a because previously like yeah I have not uh, don't have much money, so I didn't go for like any any guided meditation. So probably now I will I will go 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 for some guided meditation to see you know how that might be able to help help me <clears throat> explore newer things to 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 improve yeah my my my. Uh, men- mental well-being uh, <laughs> definitely i think journaling what you summarized about journaling is really great and and i hope your listeners can also practice them because they help you to process right all these complicated jumbled out thoughts yes and once you process it it doesn't seem so scary anymore 
yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, and all the best with the meditation. I think there's something I would like to try. So maybe one day go mm-hmm. for like actual guided meditation and see how mm-hmm. how it is, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What about you, yeah, Barry? I think, <laughs> I think for me, yeah, I I also I also do journaling, but so far mm. I ha- haven't really did it on a daily basis. But I I think I kind of prefer prefer to do it when I just feel there's so much in my in my thoughts running here and there. Like mm-hmm. like it's really. Uh, making me unable to focus or there's just so much that I feel like I don't feel well inside. <laughs> yeah, mm. like, I want to let it out. I have, if, if I write it down, I can visualize it actually. I can see, okay, actually what have, I've been thinking all this while, like making me so ter- feeling so terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. So, um, so, but I try to do it daily, but sometimes I just forget. Oh, yeah. So, Mm-hmm. But I'll definitely do it when there's a lot of stuff in my mind. Yeah, mm. yeah and previously when I, when I was still back in Malaysia, I I make sure that I go to my aerial yoga classes or Pilates classes in a reg- mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I enjoy that and I and I feel that one hour itself is very relaxing for me. Although although yeah, previously when we were working in the NGO, I feel quite stressful all the time but that one day itself like one hour itself makes me feel a lot better that i can continue working the next day that's amazing yeah i think yoga promotes a lot of mindfulness right you don't really think about much you're just very focused Mm. Mm. so that helps you to feel more grounded for the next day yeah now that verin said about uh doing yoga i i just realized that yeah actually because i personally i do really enjoy running so, uh, I do, it's not really fully, uh, like, uh, like to, 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 to improve my mental well-being. Uh. but then like it does, it does cause like it releases, uh, my muscle, like, like I'm able to work out, I'm able to sweat out a bit. So when I'm stressed, it actually helps out. And yeah, right after that, like when I'm really stressed, I would just go for a run. And then after that, I'm just able to think more clearly. And then, cause like right after that, I'll have a have a have a have a good bath. After uh, basically, I'll sweat everything else. So it just makes me more comfortable, and then like more energized, and then I'm able to click think more clearly. Something like that. Mm, more clear-minded, getting all the excess energy and anxiety yes. out of the way, right? When you do the exercise. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm feeling every time when I when I finish a run. <laughs> right. Like even afterward, all the stiff muscle after you run finish, it's all gone. Right, that yes. very light bodily feeling, yeah. Definitely, yeah. exercise is one of the most important things when it comes to our mental. I think something that we are really lacking of, you know, our generation. The exercise fingers, that's all. <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Exercise is something I find that I have to push a lot of patients <laughs> into doing. Yeah, something but, not quite in their comfort zone. Exercising in the UK is very weird. Is it? Uh, it is weird, but then I, I, I prefer, I, I enjoy this weirdness. Okay. Because, because the weather here is like very cold, mm. so you don't really sweat. Yes. Even if you run? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. for him, because he run very long distance and he run quite fast, so he said a lot. But for me, uh, mm-hmm. I went running with him, I, I think two or three times uh, since I uh, 
arrived in the UK. <laughs> uh, I lit- I literally only said a bit, like a mm. bit, and it dries dries off very quickly. <laughs> See, so it doesn't really feel like an exercise, is it? Yeah. Yes. 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 Like like uh, I mean it. Yeah, it doesn't feel as how do I say it? What's the word? Uh, as fulfilling as when you ah. exercise in Malaysia. When you exercise in Malaysia, you know, you get full, you you're, you're fully, you're you're so sweated, and then your 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 shirt is like like drenched in sweat and something like that. Over here, um, there might be a little bit around around your neck, and then once you finish it, maybe you 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 spend like five minutes walking back to your house, and then it's all dried up, oh. and then your. Your clothes is almost fresh as new, almost, <laughs> yeah, almost fresh as new. That's the thing. If you do like any kinds of yoga, all this kind of stuff, you practically yeah. you okay. The only way you can sweat is like intense cardio. I would say, ah, <laughs> yeah, only intense cardio can make you sweat, and then the amount of sweat depends on the intensity. <laughs> That's it. It's quite okay, a. Two years ago, we went to indoor mm. cycling class. Yeah. for thirty minutes. Yeah, that's the first time that I'm I'm sweating that much. <laughs> the first time. In the UK. <laughs> yeah, and then like we 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 go for Pilates and then like, like a few classes like I think two or three times a week and then yeah, <laughs> that's the only time that she sweat that much. <laughs> Indoor and high intensity. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Interesting. It's like a very convenient way of exercising. You don't have to yeah. shower. You don't smell. <laughs> Yes, yes. Clothes. Like I guess that's 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 one of the reason here. Uh, people they actually do use deodorant, mm. yeah, because like they just don't sweat that much, so it kind of makes sense for for them to use it. Yeah, right, right, right. I see because I don't really see the point of using deodorant in Malaysia when you exercise because the sweat doesn't just come from one area; it's from everywhere. Right? Yeah, yes, yes, exactly, exactly. That's very true. Yeah. Mm, interesting, interesting. So. So, having the classes like two, three times a week, so that kind of, um, it kind of make your commit to exercising that amount of times a week, right? Yeah, I guess uh, another thing that it kind of helps is that because it's both, both of us that we are here because we are going it together. Uh. So, uh, like, it's like a commitment for both of us. Like, I'm, um, yeah, yeah. Like, like we promise each other that, yeah. and then we will we'll look after each other. We'll push each other to go. Like, yeah. Cause luckily, uh, either of us would want to go. If like either, uh, both of us doesn't want to go, then pretty much we'll just so stay a bit, like, like sign out a bit and then just like, like screw our phone out of it. But luckily, either of us will at least one person will want to go then, then we'll just get to push another person. Okay, let's go for this. It's just like 45 minutes and then just like enjoy, enjoy the session. Mm, yeah. It's always easier with a partner. Right, because you don't always feel good. But but, but with the, all the uh, like, you need to make sure that the partner is like I committed as well. Like <laughs> if both partner are not committed, uh, then okay, you guys will be just be like like stay at home. Okay, let's just let's just uh, spend time watching YouTube this this whole evening. <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah. So I'm guessing you both are both of you are quite committed as of now. So keep it up <laughs> for the next yeah, like. Yeah. I mean, year. it's quite uh, cause. The, the, the thing here, the, another beautiful thing about uh, the people here is that they are they are quite committed in what they're doing and then they are passionate about it. So when uh. we go for our fitness classes and all this, whether it's like Pilates, whether it's like yoga, whether it's like indoor cycling, you can see the passion in them, like they're uh. actually pushing it. Yeah, so like you, 
you feel like they are actually trying to help you as well, not just that they are doing a job. They're actually like okay. we they enjoy fitness, so yes. like, we're trying to transfer this skill to you. We're trying to help mm. you something like that, and so also transfer that, the joy. As well. Right? Yes. Yes. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I enjoy it. I want you to enjoy it too. <laughs> you know. Yes. 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 Nice. Nice. Hmm. <laughs> that's very nice. That's very nice. You know. Um. That makes the students more eager and more, you know, look forward mm. to going. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I think, definitely. I most of most of the stuff. I mean, most of people over here they do stuff that they they are really passionate in. So, um, no matter it's like fitness or or maybe like just even like just like lectures, they they are not really just doing their job. Mm-hmm. They they want. They actually want a two-way communication. They want to learn from the student. Mm. This is what I've been experiencing ever since I reached here. Yeah. So most of the time, um, I I remember when went up to a lecture and asked her about something. Then she was like, "Oh, I've never thought of this. This is a very good question. It actually makes me reflect or something." They they, they actually ex- explicitly tell you about it as well. Mm. I like I like I guess like more in the Asian context where we where we look at lectures as like. Okay, they are like Authority. they know everything. <laughs> they are on top of everything. Like like whatever they say is right. Like they 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 don't need to think any further already. We just like need to absorb their knowledge. But then over here, you can feel like okay, they are still uh they are here because they know something. They are sharing about it. But then at the same time, you can see that they are still active learners. They are still learning from the student, and then they are still joining in the conversation. You know, I'm trying to learn new things as well. Maybe. I know all this stuff. I'm trying to teach you all this stuff, but maybe it's not. Uh, it's not like everything. Uh, like if you know something, let's let's have a conversation. Let's let's learn from each other. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. yeah, that's really good. So basically, the authority, mm. you know, the power gap is not so big, but rather mm. everyone is more. Yes, yes, yes. We're learning together. Let's enjoy this thing that we and we like. Yes. You know, that we're passionate about together. Mm. Give and take yes. like that. Yes, exactly, exactly. Very nice. Very nice, very nice. I guess that is the mindset that also helps them to make the job more meaningful and more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, even as the mm-hmm. worker itself, that kind of mindset is really, really great. Very mm-hmm. healthy. Mm. Yeah, I, I think maybe that's why people here promote work-life balance when they stuff in company that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably, yeah. Like, it's, it's quite a huge thing here. Like, work-life balance here. It's quite good. Ah. <laughs> Undeniably good, I say. <laughs> That's why I'm able to sit here and then like still uh, having this podcast. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't I don't have work for this weekend, that's the thing. <laughs> very good. Eh? So there are very clear boundaries between work and then time mm. for you to rest. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so, so most of our shop actually close quite early. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, like Sundays, uh, one thing why we we chose to do our uh like try to do our podcast on sundays is because um there's not much point to 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 shop uh to go for shopping on sunday because um imagine like 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 a, a supermarket like tesco or now now lotus in malaysia they will literally close at like 4 p.m yeah after 4 p.m wow. they're closed like it's like it like like sunday sunday night it's like family time yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, a lot of Western then, of course, like, you, like you, don't, you don't expect offices to be open. Like, weekends, offices, most of them are, like, closed, closed. Like, banks, everything. Yeah, they're, like, closed, closed. Like, companies, no one is working overtime on Saturday, Sundays. Like, no. Mm. <laughs> so, it's the culture, it's also the policies, and it's 
yes, yes. Really, the system itself supports this work-life balance and yes, and, yes, yes, yes. That's yeah, okay. very good. You can see that it's a completely <laughs> different level to a lot of Asian countries, right? Think yes, yes, yes. Right, different kind of um mentality, I guess. Different yes, kind I of guess. I mean, like, like different values. worlds have different approaches. Like, quite interesting to yeah. see which one kind of works out. Uh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think... Do you still have any question for Kerry? Um, yeah, I think uh, just because uh, kind of going back into, I guess, like... Uh, maybe clinical psychologist, your clinical psychologist. So, like, just have I just have one question. Like, mm. um, is there any myth about uh clinical psychologists? What do clinical psychologists do? Or like, like people say that you know, oh, you just you study psychology. Do you read minds? Something like that. Like any that any myth that you would like to debunk? <laughs> that is a very very common one. Can you read my mind? Can you read my face? You know, read my read, read my mind a bit intense but nowadays i'm hearing can you read my face what am i feeling you know what am i thinking so the truth is no no we are not mind readers <laughs> we are like, psychologists are trained to understand the complexity of human thoughts emotion and behavior and it's a scientific method not a magic show i can't read your face <laughs> so we get whatever observation and information that we can get from you which is a lot, you know, we spend a lot of time to gather this information, not just in one sweep of my eyes, right? <laughs> we spend hours, you know, gathering this information to formulate the best possible hypothesis and to, you know, to, to come with a conclusion to what we say. So some things I say may reflect how you feel, but I'm not reading your mind. It's a, you know, it's a scientific method. Yeah. And it cannot be done as a party trick. <laughs> I think the lot will explain this on me. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, because I usually get asked this in parties, like, show me a fun trick. Can you read my mind? Show me a fun trick. I didn't study I didn't study so many years in university, you know, just to come over here and show that you know I can do something. <laughs> just so that you can you can you can feel that I'm cool. <laughs> I think another myth that I kind of find funny and stressful at the same time mm. is people sometimes people think psychologists can solve all my problems. You know, they come to therapy and they think <laughs> that, you know, like like you have this magic wand and then you can solve all my problems. Answer me, just tell me like what to do. You know, then I can solve my problems. So mm. again we don't have a list of correct solutions to all your problems you know we don't in fact we don't even try to solve your problems okay we we you know we just help to increase decision making problem solving capacity just giving a space to facilitate you know the processing of the thoughts and emotions not to solve your problems and it helps you this space is supposed to help you solve your own problems yeah <laughs> so that is one of the Myths. Any more that you possibly have heard? Yes, like that, like the 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 main yeah. thing is like the the the, the mind, mind reading thing. <laughs> That's yeah. like the most popular one. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, and and okay, maybe like another one that I get from family and friends is that 
you are a psychologist, your mental health must be great. You know, or like, you have perfect <laughs> lives, you know, it must be awesome, you know. I wish this was true. I really do. <laughs> I wish that my master's degree in clinical psychology can give me a perfect life. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think that we are also human. We experience difficulties, yeah. you know, and just like anyone else. And in fact, you know, psychologists often seek psychological support for our own issues to ensure that we can be the best support for our clients. So, okay. you know, rather than your psychologist, you must have perfect life. I think more likely that your psychologist is seeing her own psychologist, you know, <laughs> to, <laughs> okay. you know, to better support you. Yeah. 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 Mm. I was going to ask this. I was going to ask like, 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 how do you, how, 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 <laughs> how, how do you guys like, 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 like mental, uh, manage your own mental health? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So a lot of self-care with the awareness. And of course, when mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, when we need it, we seek help. You know, I've, personally seek help before and I find it extremely helpful. So there's always things that I can know more, or I can learn more. There's always things that I don't see when it's my own problems, right? It's too personal, it's too close to you. So it's always important to have this space. Mm. Yes. Oh, I, I just thought like the Ali's ex. <laughs> oh yeah. So um yeah, just recently I guess um because we were listening to another podcast. Uh, okay. So that uh, that host is actually interviewing another clinical psychologist as well. Uh-huh. And then well, it happens to be that that podcast host is um quite I guess he is is doing really well, like quite rich, and then now like like kind of at the level where he. He has quite a lot of free times on free time on his hand, and then he realized that. Um, I mean, I guess he heard from his friends that you know sometimes we don't realize that we have problems. That's why you know it might just be helpful to just go for therapy, oh. like even though not knowing what problem like they do they have. Like, mm. have you any ever encountered someone like this, or do you think like this is this is something people should do, or like people should just avoid if they think that like they are okay. <laughs> Um, okay, I think there's a lot of um, factors that need to be considered before making a decision. So first of all, can you, like, if you feel fine, but you want a space for personal growth, or you want perhaps to understand why I behave this way in certain setting, I'm fine. But maybe when my brother talks to me, I scream at him. But just, just that. But other than that, my life is fine. You know, like, but why? Why do I believe? Is there something that I want to understand a bit more? Then, yes, you know, go go and seek help for, you know, because therapy is not just to fix problems or to deal with serious issues, you know, but it also helps with simple changes, you know, life adjustments, and even individuals who want to purely focus on personal growth rather than a problem, you know, like... Maybe uh, I find my job not so fulfilling anymore. You know, I want to take a new step. Maybe I want to quit this industry. I want to try something else. I need someone to process this. Yeah. So that is also war. That also warrants a psychological session, like therapy. So does that answer your question? And and also there's this a uh, factor of affordability, accessibility, you know, am, am I able to get it, you know, am I able mm-hmm. to 
continue sustaining for it? Do I need it? Or even, because there are many ranges of mental health services, right? There's even counselling, mm-hmm. not just clinical psychology, support groups, you know, there are mm-hmm. things like that, which people can always start off with if they find that they want to understand themselves a bit more. And it's not so urgent that they speak to a professional. Yeah, I think with the online, with the internet, there's even more, you know, Facebook support groups, you know, there are so many platforms <laughs> to find mm-hmm. information and support. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess that that kind of clears up that you know. Uh, yeah. Main, mainly that like there's quite a huge huge range of like services. So mm-hmm. like not just limited when I'm like feel really not not feeling well. Like like when I'm feeling okay, but then like I have like certain questions in my part of my life. Like it's 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 okay to like just 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 yes. like 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 ask. Okay. Correct. So you don't have to have so many sessions or so long sessions, you know, rather you just mm-hmm. come as and when you want to mm-hmm. talk about uh, your, whatever you are, that you have in your mind. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think mm-hmm. I have one last question, which is um, sometimes um, I heard people saying like um, when they are suffering from their mental health, uh, yeah, they, they don't know who to find like should they go to counselors? Should they go to clinical psychologists? Yeah. Or should they just go straight to psychiatrists? They actually don't know what to do. Uh, like, like they, I, I think like maybe like in Malaysia, because we, we tend to like self-refer. Uh, it's a bit, I, I think the health healthcare system is a bit different compared to the UK because usually in the UK, we go, we go to our, our GP first before, mm-hmm. and they will decide whether you should, yeah, be referred to any. Yeah. yeah but I think this, Mm, I think that also the question is how do the people differentiate, right? What kind of services they might need? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What, what sh- where should they go when they, they need something? Mm. So in Malaysia, we don't have so many services, but counsellors, clinical mm. psychologists and psychiatrists are the main, you know, front line mm-hmm. for, for mental health. Mm. <laughs> Well, for mental illnesses, you know, or for mental health problems, right? So I would say that counsellors, you know, they typically assist clients in facing emotional, daily emotional and psychological distress. You know, maybe if you have um, some family issues, some work stress, you know, some some feeling lost, need some direction, you know, I think counselling would be a right place for you, okay? But of course... For clinical and for clinical psychologists, you know, they specialize more in assessment, diagnosis, providing treatment or therapy for mental illnesses, right? So they specialize a bit more in that aspect, you know, mental illnesses or mental health disorders with behavioral and emotional issues. So if you find that you might not be able, to, you have come to a state where you cannot function so well in your life. You know, I find that I don't want to go out with my friends anymore. I cannot function well at work, you know, maybe um, some part of my life is neglected. I don't do chores anymore. My house is a mess. You know, I haven't showered in days, you know. So when it impairs your functioning, then, you know, you might want to ask yourself, am I struggling with a mental illness, you know, or, or has it become a bit more intense, more severe, right? 
then I would say go mm. for a clinical psychologist. Yep. So then you can get a better idea, you know, a better assessment, better um, awareness about what the issue is. And then you can make your choice again. You know, maybe I want to go a counsellor. Maybe I want to continue with the counsellor. Sure. Mm. You know, and with psychiatrists, of course, these are the doctors, the medical professionals who prescribe medication. And in Malaysia, they mostly prescribe medication. There are some who provide therapy, but mostly, you know, psychiatrists would be a medical doctor lah, rather than a therapist. So with psychiatrists, mm, I would think that they can advise you as well on whether you should see a psychologist or a counsellor. Mm -hmm. And for people who start by seeing a counsellor or a psychologist, the counsellor and the psychologist can also refer them to a psychiatrist. So it's important for all these three professions to also know each other's, you know, like range and job scope and, and educate the patient to guide them to the right direction. So rather than a GP like in UK, between these three professions, you know, people will, yeah, they will be fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. that's, 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 that's some really helpful information. Yeah. Okay, so I, I guess um, there's no more questions from our side. Any, anything else from you? Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's anything else. So I guess um, I just really appreciate this opportunity very interesting <laughs> conversations you know um very anxious at first but i think you know once marine started facilitating it really helped you know you're, mm -hmm. and and um and just want to thank you all for giving me this space and this opportunity to share my thoughts and i hope that it has been helpful for both of you and also your listeners <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Like, we get to learn a lot from you as well, especially for me, because I, I, like, I'm not from a psychology background. Ah. So, uh, all, a lot of this information are new to me. And then, like, it just opens, opens up my mind, like, in this psychology sector. And I'm like, okay, so there's actually a lot of things going on in this. And then, like, how we can get help, you know, something like this. That's, like, very helpful. Mm. <laughs> Glad, you know, you managed to learn something new. Psychology is very <laughs> exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so usually um, before we wrap up our, our episode, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll share, if if we have, we'll share an insight of an insight that we have or, yeah. Maybe, do you have anything this way? Because I, I don't have. Uh, yes, I don't really have an insight. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't really have insight, insight that, that I want to share. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I don't have as a Karen, do you have anything in general that you like to Yeah, it doesn't have to be like like yeah. specific to this topic or specific to 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 like like what what happened recently, just something that you know, just think that you know it might be valuable. You you some you learn 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 that you might be valuable to, to tell others. Uh. Um, I think as I was sharing my roles and the time management and the energy management with you guys, I think um, I just want to share with you guys also that fun is a very important, fun and play is a very important aspect in our life. And we often leave it behind in childhood. And, you know, that, that then we, it reduces our ability to care for ourselves and our resilience. 
So it's important to have these two as these two elements in your life, play and fun. Okay. To promote better mental health. Amazing, amazing advice. Amazing advice, definitely. Yeah, that's why I bought a Lego for myself. <laughs> it's a great, great idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then I guess that's the end um, of this episode. Yeah, but 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 before that, uh, like, uh, so let's say, uh, if our audience would would like to reach out to you or mm. like like would like to check out like I believe uh Studio Twenty Seven something like that, like 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 what's what's the best way? To to define it, uh, like for some and like which is the way that you're comfortable with. Okay, I think that um, they can possibly for studios that twenty seven. You know, you can Facebook us. We have a page. You know, it talks about what social story is. It has a has a um, snippet of what the book looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, so definitely go explore that and to contact me probably. Um, through my Facebook Messenger, I think I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with that. You know, um, my name is as it is, Karen Yo. So what your age? So if anyone you know find that they need some insights or some advice, some awareness, some information about their mental health, you know, if they're struggling, or if uh. Family member or close friend is struggling, then you know by all means reach out to me on Facebook. You know I would respond Definitely. as and when I can. Okay, that's great. That's great. Okay, we'll get the links from you and then we'll just like put it in the yeah. description sure. so that you can, like, can. can just like, click into it. <laughs> that would be yeah. more accessible. Very good. Then I guess that that will be the end of this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and thank you, Karin, for sharing a lot with us today as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Do check out uh, any anything if you are interested in, and to and to contact Karin if you need any help or any advice. Yeah, and yeah, I think that's all. Yeah, that's it. So yes, thanks everyone for listening, and hope to see you guys in the next episode. Goodbye. Yeah, the outro is not working. So. <laughs> okay, so let me just end this recording. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed, do share with your friends and family, and leave us a review on the Apple Podcast. If you are not using an Apple device, you can leave a review on the Apple Podcast website with the link in the show notes. If you have any feedback or thoughts which you hope that we'll discuss in the future, feel free to email them to us at hello at inktots dot com or alternatively. You can send us a private message on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the username of Ingtotsport. Thanks again, and see you all next week. Bye bye.